Spin San Old School, helping you navigate back to college in 2021. You are very welcome back to Spin Sun Old School. We are back for week three. Spin Sun Old School is proudly sponsored by Pathway, an interactive online career guidance tool at mypathwayjourney.com. Now, across the last number of weeks, we have been chatting all things, leaving cert points, accepting your CAO offers and what the next step is when you make that big decision and decide that for you, it is time to move through your journey in education and head on the next adventure. It is the most exciting time in your life and we are here to hopefully provide a resource, a helping hand and maybe just a listening ear when you need us the most. On this morning's show, the aim of the debate is all things rent and accommodation. We know that it can be a minefield to try and sort out accommodation. If you're a first-time renter trying to figure out where do I go? How much is a deposit? What will my roommates be like? These are all questions you will find yourself asking in the coming weeks or days. So here to shed a little bit of light on renting, accommodation and students' rights as first-time renters is the Head of Dispute Resolutions at the Residence Tenancy Board, Emer Morrissey. Emer, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on SPIN. Thanks, Louise, for having me. It's great to be here. Emer, I can only imagine that for you, September slash October, students accepting college places, heading off to rent for the first time. It's a very busy time for you guys. Yeah, it's a really busy time for students and parents out there as well, getting ready to to send people back off to college or to send people for, for their first time. They might be moving away for the first time. And obviously it's a really exciting time of year for people, but it also can be really stressful. There's a lot to consider. It's not just about like where you want to live. You do have to be mindful of your rights and responsibilities as well. And if it's your first time renting, there's a lot of things to look out for as well. So it can be hard all this stuff going on, trying to prioritise it, trying to know what to look out for. So to help with that, the RTB has launched a five-point rental student rental checklist. So it kind of just outlines all the main points to look out for when you're looking for a new place to help people just really focus on that um, and to make the right decision. Because it's hard out there, you know, and there's there's lots to consider. So this on, on our website just gives that little bit of advice for people to help focus them. It's difficult to be a renter at any age, but when it's your first time, you're kind of going into the unknown. So for you, Emer, what is the basic line or kind of the starting point? What should students do from this moment on now that they know they need accommodation, they've accepted a place? Where do they start? Yeah, so it can be really daunting for people. You know, it can be quite stressful as well when you're hearing about, you know, that it's hard to get accommodation. Um, I think it's really important, you know, to keep in mind a few things, just a few points and knowing the basics before you sign up to anything. So it's not just as much about looking for the accommodation on, you know, websites or through your college. It's also just about making sure that you're aware of making sure the place is right for you. So it's really important that you have a good look at the place. You make sure that it suits your location and um, that it, it suits what you want to do. There's different types of accommodation to consider as well. You know, is it just for you renting or are you going to be renting with your friends? Do you want um, student on-site accommodation? Do you want digs? So you're more like in a family kind of place. Um, and also, I think this year as well, there's a lot to think about whether you're going to be in college full time or whether it's going to be hybrid as well. So you need to know if the place is going to be right for you. There'll be enough space for studying. Um, you know, we'll have strong Wi-Fi, things like that. You really need to consider because you might need to be doing some of your lectures from home. Um, so, yeah, it's more than just, I suppose, getting the right place. It's more than just looking on the websites. It's also just making sure that the place matches your needs and that that's going to be the right place. because It's going to be your home for the rest of the year. So you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, while all of that sounds fantastic, getting the right place is the dream. But in many situations, students will just have to settle what with 
whatever is available because as we know there is a massive rent crisis in the country and I know for students there are certain facilities there's on-campus accommodation but by the sounds of things that's filling up very quickly and a student could find themselves in a situation where really they have to settle for whatever is available. Yeah, and, and people, you know, will feel desperate for a place. And, and as the clock is ticking towards you know, the first day of college, they will be looking for places to, to go and trying to get somewhere. And, you know, the on-student accommodation, that often fills up very quickly as well. So you kind of have to get in early to get that. Now, there could be waiting lists for that as well. So make sure if you're interested in that to put your name down, because, you know, people may put their name down and then they might not actually take up the place. But um, yeah, it, it's important, though, even if, you know, you are feeling under pressure to take somewhere, it's really important just not to rush into it because you really don't want to take somewhere that maybe, you know, isn't right for you or you want to make sure that it is actually a proper tenancy as well. You know, even though the majority of tenancies out there go well, there is a small majority of people who will want to take advantage of people and people need to be really careful of that. So always make sure that you go and view the place um, in person because you, you know yourself like photographs can be like manipulated and they can look a lot smaller um, in real life than they actually are. So I think there's often, there's definitely is pressure out there. There definitely is like the market is tight, but you still just have to make sure that you're not in a place that, you know, a month later you're going to be thinking, oh my God, I can't live here or I've made a really bad decision or it turns out that, you know, it's not the place you thought it was or the landlord isn't who you thought they were. So that's why it's really important to, to know your rights and responsibilities and to check out these basics before you actually do take a place. Yeah, really well said and so important. And I think you mentioned the word there, desperate. And I think students can feel desperate and maybe jump on whatever is available and follow their friends and just tick that box. But what exactly, Emer, are the rights that students have? You mentioned they're going to see accommodation. And I know in COVID times, there may be such things as virtual viewings. Is it your right as a renter to actually go to the property and see the room before you put down any down payment or deposit? So there's no right in that as well when it comes to viewing, but I think it's really good for someone, especially if it's your first time renting, to really make sure that you do go and see the place if you can. Now, I know a lot of places, obviously, if they're doing virtual viewings, it's true estate agents, um, you know, who are all kind of accredited. So there's a little bit of a less of a risk there, but it is really important to go and, and look at the place before you see it. And also making sure you see it before you hand over any money as well. Um, making sure that it's definitely the landlord or the agent that you're dealing with. And if you do hand over any money, making sure that you get a receipt for it, try and do it like through bank transfer as well. Um, you know, it's like it is difficult. And obviously, things are different this year because of COVID. But if it's your first time renting, you really want to make sure that you're seeing the place before you move in. And, it, you know, because you need to know as well that it's it's things that you don't see over the, the photo or over a virtual tour. Like, you know, is it a bit drafty or you want to flick on off the lights and make sure they work? Or, you know, like, is it a bit musty? You know, we've all seen places like that, you know, that you need to go in and actually check it out to make sure that it is going to be OK for you to live in. If you are one of those students who maybe unfortunately find themselves in accommodation that just doesn't fit their needs or it isn't right, but they've already paid the deposit, they're, they're in the house. Is there any going back or do they have a foot to stand on or maybe a right that they can use at that point? I think it's really important that you read your lease and before you sign up to anything, you know, that you check out what the terms and conditions are around that, um, you know, because in your lease, it'll often say about if you want to end the tenancy, whether it's, you know, that if you can get another student in or how much notice you have to give your landlords. It's really important that you read that to make sure that you're you're comfortable with that and that you comply with it as well if things need to change. I think if there's something wrong in a property, communication is the key to everything. And it's something in the RTB, I suppose, we'll always say to people is make sure that you're communicating with your landlord 
or with your other tenants. And it's important to try and sort things out quickly as well. So don't let things, um, you know, go on for a long time. And I think sometimes people, if they're not familiar, if it's their first time, they might have a tendency, you know, to put their head in the sand a little bit. Just they might be afraid of not knowing where to turn. But if you need any kind of information on it, we have a web chat facility. We have loads of information on our website, nortv.ie as well, which can help with that. Um, so it's just really trying to give people the right information so that, you know, when you have the information, if you need to approach your landlord, you know what your rights and responsibilities are. You've read your lease, you know what you can and can't um, do really with that. And, you know, we have a, a mediation service to help as well if things get really out of hand for people. For the students in particular that maybe opt for on-campus accommodation, more often than not, there is a standard there when it comes to payment and rent installments and deposits. But for the student who maybe finds themselves in private accommodation off campus, this is where it can get a little bit tricky. And we've heard these horror stories of landlords asking for massive deposits or even in some cases to pay almost the year rent up front. So is there a standard that that private landlord should be meeting and really should students be put in that position at all? Yeah, so there was changes came in earlier in the year to this um, to try and stop that from happening. So from now on, a landlord can't ask for more than a one month's rent um, and, and a deposit up front. So you can't be asked to pay for like six months rent um, as a deposit unless you want to and unless you agree to. Some people might find it, you know, they've kind of budgeted for it and they want to pay for it. But unless you agree to it, you can't be asked to do it. So if you are coming up against that, it's good to know your rights and to be able to push back to the landlord and say, look, you can't actually ask for that anymore. Um, a lot of the student accommodation, I think they are, they're now changing their, their policies due to this change. But it's important people know this. And that's why it's really important that you do know your rights and responsibilities before entering into this, um, you know, and that you read any lease as well. Because if you have to leave early or something like that, you know, something comes up and you have to vacate the tenancy. It's really important that you read your lease to see what happens there. Like, you know, how much of your deposit can you get back? And do you have to find somebody else to take the tenancy, those sort of things. So, Again, it's lots of information on our website. We have a student-specific page there as well. If you go on, you can check it out and get more information on that. Brilliant. Yeah, so important. And again, I think it's just reiterating that point that kind of failing to prepare, prepare to fail. You know, you need to know what you're going into and have all of your information in the back pocket before you pay any money at all. Um, For the student who will find themselves really in a situation where they cannot find accommodation maybe it's well outside their budget they can't afford it and they find themselves maybe taking up short-term rent in airbnbs or digs what advice would you have for that student yeah and i think look that's probably a lot of students might be facing into that i suppose the one thing would be i'd say is just keep looking as well you know because there'd be a mad rush on now but things might settle down you know people might not take up places for college and that so so do just keep looking as well but people will find themselves in situations where they may be having to the option of commuting from home might be too much so they might take on a short-term letting and just to be aware that the short-term lettings like the airbnbs there's different rights and responsibilities in them because they don't come under the rtb so you just want to again make sure you know what you're getting into think of it as a short-term option i think you know they're not i suppose something to be seen as for the long term um, with the digs as well, if you're living with someone who owns the property, there are different kind of rules in relation to that as well. But if you're unsure of anything, you know, just come and ask the RTB and we can give information on it as well. But um, like hopefully people, you know, if they just keep looking when you when you go to college as well, you might meet other people who might have a spare room or something like that. So I think there's lots of, of options out there if you just can keep your, your eyes open for it, you know. 
For sure. And I mean, um, for students as well, I suppose it is that massive transitionary stage and you kind of become very independent very quickly when you move out and rent on your own. Uh, we did put a little question box up on our Spin Instagram story and we have some questions from students. A lot of students kind of wondering in terms of furniture in their accommodation, is it okay to ask for a new mattress if my mattress isn't up to scratch? Things as basic as that, Emer, are there rights around that that students are entitled to maybe ask for furniture that's more appropriate to their needs? Yeah, so there's certain minimum standards that all rental properties have to um, have to be at that standard before they can be rented out. So that's like really basic things like, you know, having with things you might not think that, um, you know, you need to check, but things like hot um, water, you know, the electricity being on, your heating types of stuff like that. The furniture and fittings, I suppose, you can definitely ask for if there's something that's broken or if you feel like you need a new mattress, you can definitely ask for it. Um, again, this is where if things get broken as well during the terms of the tenancy or if something isn't working, it's really important that you quickly get in touch with your landlord to get it fixed. The landlord is responsible for making sure that all these things are fixed and they're fixed in a timely manner. So, you know, it's really important, again, that you have his contact number, that you know how to contact him and that that's done like quickly as well to make sure these things are sorted out. Um, but yeah, look, I think as well, asking for a landlord as well, you know, you might want to bring some stuff from home or you might want to to buy some of your own stuff. But before you change anything in the property, always check it with the landlord as well. Don't just kind of assume, Asher, look, I'll get my own mattress or I'll, I'll, I'll get rid of that chair and get a new one or something like that. So just always communicate with the landlord. It's really important just to make sure things run smoothly. Absolutely. Communication is key. And uh, another question here, Emer, that I think is an important one and maybe for uh, people coming from the countryside who don't have an issue with parking ordinarily and they're finding themselves in a city location. Uh, this student is asking about car parking in a city centre. They say that they are renting an apartment in a city centre, but they have to pay a permit for on-street parking. Do they have grounds to ask their landlord to help? Um, I think unless it's included in your lease, you know, that there is parking available at the property, um, then usually you wouldn't be. I suppose if it's something that there isn't parking available and you have to get an, a, a permit on site, then it's probably just up to your own choice on it. So, again, this is where looking at your lease and reading the terms of your um, accommodation is really important. Um, obviously, like, you know everybody's tendency is a little bit different and there's different parts of it as well. So do get onto our web chat kind of and have a chat with the agents there around the specifics and things like this. Okay, very good. And again, the fact that the website is there as a resource for students is fantastic. Uh, just one final question from the student perspective, Emer, and that is a student who has been asked to come for an interview with housemates and people that are already living in a college accommodation and she is renting out a room with them. Is it normal, she asks, and should they have the right to interview her or should it be at the landlord's discretion? Yeah, so this very much depends on ourselves what the agreement is with the landlord. And it's important in that situation that you check there is an agreement with the landlord that they're okay with another person moving in. But often, I suppose, if a room comes up in a shared house, you know, the landlord might just agree that the tenants can get a new tenant in themselves. So they'd be doing the interviewing and the, the viewings and all that kind of thing. But I suppose one of the problems that we see sometimes is landlords aren't aware that other people are moving into the property and that can kind of cause problems down the line you know if they're not aware of you then if you look for a deposit back or if there's a problem in the tenancy you know that might cause bigger issues so I think it's it's absolutely normal for other tenants to be interviewing and to be showing the property but just make sure to ask is the landlord aware of it and you can always get the landlord's contact details you know and contact them yourself just to make sure that but it's really important just to check that there's consent there for that. 
Absolutely. And any advice for those interviews? Because, I mean, an interview can be daunting at the best of times and especially when you're looking to interview for a bed or in a house or an accommodation. Uh, what would you advise those students? I think as well, as well as the interview is not always about you as well. You have to make sure that you're interviewing those people yourself to make sure the people you want to live with and it's somewhere that you're happy with as well. You know, you can be so focused on that you have to make an impression on that person. But you have to remember you all have to live together um, in harmony, you know, to make sure it goes well. So make sure that you ask the questions for things you want to get answered. So make sure you ask questions about, um, you know, the bills, how they're split up, how the rent is paid. Um, and make sure you have a good look around at the room and that you're happy with it. Um, you know, it's I suppose it's, it's a two way street, really. You're interviewing them and they're interviewing you as well. So make sure you ask your questions. Well said, really well said. And for the student who finds themselves maybe in the house, they've settled in, everything seems to be going well, but perhaps after a few months they realise they're in the wrong place. Is there any correct way of dealing with leaving a rental accommodation, losing a deposit? Is that always going to be the situation if you realise after a few months that it's just not for me? And I'm sure students will realise that or maybe find themselves in a situation where the college course isn't for them and they want to move, move home, change courses. How does that affect their rent? Yeah, and I think that's something to really be aware of as well, because I suppose we've seen cases where people have, you know, they've just decided it's not for them and, and they've left within a week and maybe not given a lot of notice. But I suppose you do have to give notice to your landlord to let them know that you are leaving. And there is certain amounts of notice that you have to give depending on how long you've been living there. So make sure that you check that out. And again, it might be specified in your lease, you know, that the landlord's agreed that if you're going to leave, you can give three weeks or four weeks notice or something but it's really important just to talk it through with the landlord because like I said they might agree that you can just find somebody else to take your room or they might want to rent it out themselves so I suppose definitely talk to your landlord don't just like up and leave and make sure you're given the right notice because if you do all that stuff then you know there's a better chance of you getting your deposit back and really like a deposit is your money and it can only be kept if there's a really good reason for it to be kept so if somebody did leave you know, without giving the right notice and there was rent owed, then the landlord could keep a portion of the deposit for that. Or if there was damage done to the property or something like that, they could keep it. But, you know, the deposit is your money. You are entitled to get it back um, if you're due it back. So just do everything. I suppose if you do everything the right way, then there's a good chance you will get it back. Take photographs. Again, I know I keep saying this, but communication is so important and communicating with your landlord is really the key to that. Um, so just make sure that you do all that. Brilliant. Communication and preparation. Uh, just before we let you go, Emer, you might share with us maybe a golden rule. You've probably already mentioned it, but for a first time renter or even a parent of a first time renter who's listening in this morning and kind of maybe feels at a loose end and they're a little worried and overwhelmed at the whole situation and, you know, anxious that it will all work out OK. What is your one piece of advice that you would give to those parents or those students? I think the best piece of advice and at the moment I know it can be really difficult to think of because there's so much pressure out there to get a place but I think you really do need to make sure that it is somewhere that you're you're okay with living with you know so make sure that you look at it make sure you go and check it out because you don't want to find yourself in a situation where in a month's time or two months time you're realizing oh actually I have to get two buses to get to college and I have a nine o'clock lecture you know and it just doesn't work out and especially if it's your first time renting you want to make sure it's somewhere that suits you that you're going to be happy and it's going to be your home and you need to remember that that it's going to be somewhere you have to be comfortable with um for the next few months so 
just make sure you put in the time and the effort and really think about it. And the temptations there, obviously, just to take the first place you're offered, but, but really consider it first. Just finally, for students who want to find out more, are there supports or online resources available? I know you mentioned the RTB website. Uh, where is the best place to go if someone does find themselves in a situation and they need more help? Yeah, so we have a student specific page on our website, just giving that bit of information for people. And like I said, the web chat as well, we have agents from nine to five, Monday to Friday there, just to give information out. So even if you have a small query on something or you want to know, you know, if something in your lease is right, um, you can pop on there and, and talk to one of our agents. You can give advice on that. Um, and we've loads of additional supports. We have a good landlord tenant guide as well, which outlines all the rights and responsibilities, um, which is a really good thing just to flick through and have a look at, at certain things that you might want to know more information on. Absolutely brilliant. Emer Morrissey, Head of Dispute Resolutions at the Residence Tenancy Board. Thank you so much for chatting with us on Spin Air Skull. Thanks, Louise. Spin Sanal Skull with Pathway, the online career planning tool for students. So that is us for this week's episode. Also a reminder to those of you tuning in that there is a free Leaving Cert helpline for students. It opens from 10am each and every day of the week. The number is 1-800-265-165 and this is a resource for students, parents or teachers seeking advice and information on choices that are available to students and it will continue open right through until early October. We will share all of those details as well across our social channels at Spin. You've been listening to Spin Sanolskull episode 3 proudly sponsored by Pathway an interactive online career guidance tool at mypathwayjourney.com Spin Sanolskull Get the podcast every Friday on the Spin app powered by Go Loud.